Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. There's indeed Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson here in our AM 960 studios out over the San Francisco Bay. Carol Masser back. In the world headquarters in Midtown Manhattan. Yep. I'm going to talk about, or we are going to talk about, our most read story in the past eight hours. And it talks about the Trump administration, Donald Trump specifically, facing the deepest crisis of his presidency. So we'll get the lowdown on that as we head to Capitol Hill. First up, though, let's head back to our newsroom and check in on your top business stories and today's trading session because we're seeing some selling. Charlie we Bellet. are indeed. Certainly that turmoil spilling into financial markets. Stocks falling the most since March. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ. At or near the worst level of the day, let's begin with the S&P 500 index down 35 points now to 2365. That is a drop of 1.4%. Dow Industrials down 313. That's a drop of 1.5%. NASDAQ slumping 130 points. Monday it was a record. Right now, 6,039 on NASDAQ down 2.1%. Michael O'Rourke is chief market strategist at Jones Trading. We've been at all-time highs, so and I, I've been cautious on the U.S. market. You know, I've been pushing, you know, be long uh, anywhere but the U.S. versus the U.S. So, for example, I mean, we've seen this massive rotation to Europe as their economies have strengthened and as you have some geopolitical uncertainty dissipating over there. So I think something like this, the headlines we have here today in the United States, that just reinforces that rotation and is going to further it. The VIX up 31% right now, a measure of volatility. We have got gold advancing 22.20 the ounce to 12.58, up 1.8%. West Texas Intermediate crude up 7 tenths of 1% to 49.02 the barrel. The 10-year up 30 30 seconds at yield 2.22%. I'm keeping an eye on Colgate Palmolive. Shares up by 5.4% now, up the most in almost nine years. After Street Insider reported that Kraft Heinz is considering a takeover of the household products giant. So recapping, a stock market sell-off today. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all declining with the S&P down 35, down 1.5%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. All right, everybody. Our most read story in the past eight hours on the Bloomberg Terminal. Donald Trump facing, as I mentioned earlier, his deepest crisis of his presidency after contents of a memo written by James Comey when he was FBI director surfered late, surfaced yesterday, alleging that the president asked him to drop an investigation of former national security advisor Michael Flynn. Let's get the latest on this fluid situation. Bloomberg News Senate reporter Steve Dennis up on Capitol Hill in Washington. First up, I want to know, Steve, Stephen, as you walk around the Capitol, what's the mood? What's it like? Is it frenetic? I'm just curious. Is there access uh, to congressmen? Oh, sure. And so I've talked to a number of Republican and Democratic senators, and it's sort of a they're, – they've been through this, right? For now two years, it's sort of like every so often there's another Donald Trump crisis. But this one does feel different. Uh, this one uh, has seems to have shaken them in a way the previous ones haven't. When you start hearing Democrats talking about obstruction of justice and Republicans uh, saying that they are sort of in a race 
to subpoena documents potentially from the FBI, this, this memo, any tapes, any transcripts that might exist. And there's a, a race to get Comey in front of the cameras in public testimony, and that could happen as early as next week. But, you know, certainly we, we had, a, had a very interesting moment uh, not long ago with John Thune. He's the, no, the number three Senate Republican, and, and uh, you know, he was saying, you know, this might come down to what he said he said mm-hmm. on whether, uh, who do you believe, Trump or Comey? And I said, well, who would you believe? Who would you trust and if it came down to that? And he wouldn't answer and said, he sort of smiled and said, we need to get the facts, and turned around and walked onto the Senate floor. And that's a sort of extraordinary moment where, you know, Republicans don't want to say that they don't trust the president, but they don't want to say they don't trust Comey either. And so this is going to be a very uh, high-profile moment when Comey, uh, who's expected to agree to, to testify, uh, potentially as early as next week, uh, that is going to be very riveting. And I think uh, a lot of senators, Lindsey Graham, one of them, uh, says that he'll make up his mind based on what happens in that testimony. Uh, it, you, it is, I agree. You haven't seen uh, Republicans say that they don't trust the president. You haven't also seen them saying, I do trust the president. You see Speaker Ryan and others coming out and saying, well, we'll, we'll just see. And, you know, or, or I stand with him, but we'll see. Yeah, and and I think that, you know, they want to see this memo. They want to see how credible uh, Comey appears. They want to see, you know, exactly what was said in the, the, you know, this private meeting between Trump and Comey. But keep in mind, this comes after a stunning week of revelations, everything from release of classified information to the Russians to uh, the extraordinary uh, Lester Holt interview where the president admitted that he fired Comey thinking about the Russia investigation and not the cover, what appears now to be a cover story that the White House was putting out for two days, that it was really this Rod Rosenstein memo that he wrote about Comey being too mean publicly to Hillary Clinton. And, and keep in mind, tomorrow we have another potentially news-making event with Rod Rosenstein coming here to brief all 100 senators behind closed doors. They're going to have a lot of questions for him. What's the What's the number one question? Is it that Rosenstein, was he complicit? Was he a pawn of the president? Like what? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think the Democrats want to know, did the president ask you to write that memo? Did you know that what you, you know, that this was part of some cover story and wasn't the real reason? Um, they want to know the status of the Russia investigation. The Democrats are going to push him uh, to use his authority to name a special prosecutor. Uh, he has not yet agreed to do that. He is empowered to do that, given that the attorney general has recused himself in this matter, Jeff Sessions. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of questions that he's going to be peppered with tomorrow, and he's under the gun. I mean, I think his credibility, especially with Democrats on Capitol Hill, has reached a very low ebb. And this is a guy who uh, was confirmed by you know 94, 95 senators just a few weeks ago. So he's somebody who had credibility. His credibility is going to be uh, under a lot of questions tomorrow uh and not just his i think i think it's, it's interesting too that you know as far as the recusal goes you know it sounds like uh, sessions was involved in some of this uh as it, and now we know it was specifically related to russia was the reason for getting rid of comey according to the president and and uh sessions was very much involved uh, from what we understand yeah, and you've had some senators uh, ron wyden for example you know suggesting that 
the the attorney general should resign, things like that. That that's you know not going to happen. But that's the kind of thing. Uh, Jeff Sessions' his, his credibility on Capitol Hill with Democrats is was close to zero uh, before now. I think you know he's. He certainly uh, has very little standing here with with Democrats, right. but now you have Republicans also worried. Stephen, we got to run. Thank you so much for getting us up to speed. He, Stephen Dennis, he's Senate reporter at Bloomberg News, joining us from the Capitol. To Nathan Hager right now, speaking of the Capitol. Nathan Hager is in our 991 studios in uh, nation's capital uh, right now. Nathan? Well, I'm going to start in Connecticut, where President Trump sounded a defiant note addressing the graduates at the Coast Guard Academy this morning. Adversity makes you stronger. Don't give in. Don't back down. And never stop doing what you know is right. Nothing worth doing ever, ever, ever came easy. Now, the latest adversity the president is facing, that memo from fired FBI Director James Comey claiming the president tried to get him to drop the investigation into former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. House Oversight Chairman Jason Chaffetz just announced he's invited Comey to testify a week from today, but he says he still needs to get a hold of the former director. He says Comey appears to have changed his number. All this days before President Trump's first trip overseas, Not a moment too soon for this White House. I think the people around him will be glad to get out of the news uh, maelstrom that that greets this president every morning. It's interesting that today Donald Trump has not tweeted at all. Mm. And usually when he's under siege, like he has been for the last 48 hours, it's the first defense is his own defense. Bloomberg senior executive editor Marty Shanker on Bloomberg Television. Ivanka Trump's apparel brand is facing criticism from a labor rights group who says that it relies on Chinese factories where workers put in 12 and a half hour shifts for the equivalent of about a dollar an hour. The nonprofit China Labor Watch sent its claims to the first daughter in a letter. I'm Nathan Hager and this is Bloomberg.